Welcome to Idaho Catholic Podcast, and I hear some chuckling over there. Mike, sit down. Get in front of the microphone. This is Deacon Pat coming to you with the crew from Western Idaho. It's been a week since uh, we talked to you last time. A long week. It's been a long week, a difficult week. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we have a a, a topic that um, we're still kind of discerning and putting together, but um, we decided just to hit record while we're preparing. So, hey guys, um, let's go around the table, let everybody know who's here this week. Um, let's start with my right and go on around. This is Mike. This is John. Ryan. And Nick. And this is Deacon Pat here, and we're back with you. So guys, um, what's the topic that we want to talk about today? Well, uh, this week, a few of us listened to uh, another podcast from The Art <laughs> of Traders. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike is loyal. Who, who did their homework? <laughs> Mike didn't do his homework, yeah. So it was uh, an episode from the Art of Manliness podcast with Brett McKay, um, episode number 450 to be exact. And he interviewed a guy named John Zaratsky, who's a, a former Google employee. Uh, he spent a lot of time building, um, apps. building apps for Google, basically. And now he's... An author and um, kind of a, I'm not sure, I think he spends his time basically on this book and uh, doing whatever he wants to. Sailing. and Sailing yeah. around the world. So, When I heard that, I thought he must have made a ton of money, yeah. right, at some yeah. point. But, you know, one of the things when I was listening to that podcast that I thought was really interesting, um, he was talking about himself and I think a buddy that maybe he worked with. And how they were they were really masters at creating these apps and to make them so they would be distractions in our life. Right. Really easy to use, right in front of us, very attractive. And then now he turns around and he's writing this book about how we should um, create barriers to distractions. <laughs> the thing that he was the expert at doing. I know. I was thinking the yeah. same thing. It's like, talk about inventing a, yeah. a sickness and then like, oh, here's the antidote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the term he used was uh, when they were developing the apps, they were really trying to take the willpower out of it to, so that the user would not have to exert their will or resist their will to, um, in order to start using their app or, you know, continue using it, I guess, spend time mm-hmm. using it. And, and now, yeah, he, so he wrote a book called How to Focus on, or it's called Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day. And it's basically about how to resist um, all this technology that gets in the way of uh, the things that really matter to us. He had some little steps, almost like little insights or, or almost like a step-by-step kind of process on how to go forward. Do you remember some of the things that he focused in on? Yeah, so he has like a, a four-step process. Um, the first one is to create highlights for yourself. Um and basically, highlights are, are similar. They seem kind of similar to goals, but they're they're um, they're a little bit different. Uh, maybe you can talk about it a little, John. <laughs> Thanks. It's kind of it's uh, it's <laughs> hard to explain, but yeah. I know. I guess part of it that stuck out to me was like a highlight is. Um, well, John Zaraski talked about how we we remember things that we that are important to us, not necessarily all the things we accomplish or all the things we spend our time on, we remember the things that matter to us. Right. So the highlights would be maybe things that we enjoy doing. Yeah. Rather spending. than, I mean, they, they could be a goal, I guess. 
but yeah. like goals I got from it, the goals tend to be kind of like these grandiose, long, long-term types of things. And, mm-hmm. um, I guess I've related that to like in, in, uh, um, yeah, like a goal of mine would be come closer to God, you know, to right. th- those sorts of things. So at the end of the day, you know, that's not necessarily what I was trying to, well, it is what I was trying to achieve, right? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I need to retract well, that. John says, <laughs> well, he doesn't, out of the bag. He doesn't yeah, condemn yeah, goals. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. John would, John Zarezky would still agree with that because he doesn't condemn goals. He says like highlights can also be things that help us get closer to our goals. So maybe right, if right. your highlight was to pray morning prayer tomorrow morning, um, then that would that would be help, and and you also have this goal of getting closer to God. That would that would contribute to your goal, right? So instead of the goal saying, <clears throat> "I'm going to read the whole Bible," it could be, "I'm going to try to read a minute or two of the Bible tomorrow morning." I think he yeah. emphasized that. Yeah, it's, it's not, immediate. It's 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 what I'm going to do today, or what I'm going to do maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah, but no further yeah. than that. Yeah, that was right? important. Yeah. yeah, it's like immediate. It's today. It's yeah, within the yeah. next day. Because he gave an example, and it wasn't really a spiritual talk, but when I was listening to what he was talking about, I tried to apply it to spiritual things. But he said like a highlight, an example he had was after work, his highlight of the day was his wife and himself were going to clean the garage. That was very simple, you know. Mm-hmm. It not like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna clean the we're gonna keep the garage clean forever. Uh-huh. It's just it was very small. Um, yeah, and I think he actually phrased it. We're going to spend two hours cleaning the garage. That's right. You're not necessarily because right. I, I don't know if you've seen my garage, but if I <laughs> if, if my wife told me, OK, today our goal is to clean the garage, then I would just feel like just sitting down on the couch with a glass of beer and <laughs> my head surrounded by dark clouds and despair. But well, that's two, a great but two hours. right? But yeah, yeah a, a highlight would be I'm going to spend two hours and then, I, you know. And then drink the beer on the couch. Do something else, yeah. <laughs> he must not have kids. I, I, I could believe like 15 about, minutes. He didn't talk about kids, so. Like 15. I'm going to work on the garage for 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, and that could be. That would, be, that would more, be more realistic. When, yeah. when I, I have to mention this, too. It was, it was kind of, so I guess it must be our age, though, too. Um, but I could definitely tell that these were uh, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> it was why, like, why? How could you tell? Oh, it was. Um, uh, and I, I'm going to say court. this, and it's going to sound bad, but it was like, uh, oh, how novel. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, just exactly what you were were saying, Mike. About yeah, if I could spend two hours on my garage, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, if I got 15 minutes, that might be. Yeah, well, there's doable, something powerful about you, you, you. I think that. This is a uh, this is like th- this program here. I mean, I didn't I didn't do the homework, but I can see this being what I hear. Oh, absolutely. When I hear yeah. people talk about, you know, the pro, I, I tend to be a procrastinator, and so I'm like the grandiose thing, and and I'm like I'm going to clean the garage, to go with this example, yeah. and so like well I don't have time to do it now, you know. Eh, yeah, same here. That beer is looking really good, and but if I said I can work on it for 15 minutes, well. It's amazing what you can get done in 15 right. minutes if you're focused and then you know, I'm going to start here, I'm going to stop there. So you're like working as hard as you can and, and you can get a lot done. Right. Or the, another example was like I was trying to learn how to play guitar. And so trying to put, a, put aside, 
hey, I'm going to put aside an hour of time to practice guitar. That's not going to happen. You know, do that every day? No, that's just not possible. But if I could say, I'm just going to play for five minutes. That's it, just five minutes. Well, I'm definitely going to play more than five minutes. But, you know, that to get five minutes is totally manageable. Anybody could do, you know, just a couple of minutes here and there. So how does this get us away from our distractions and stuff? All right. Okay, so so the, (laughs) well, I guess, so probably I should say, a really important part of this of the highlights are overall he wants us to create a sense of purpose for all for our time um so that's kind of what the highlights are geared towards they're um they're not just like you know a goal might be accomplish something a highlight is it could be accomplishing something but it's also just how you're spending your time so that's important to um to note there i, I don't understand the word highlight for this that's his term he yeah. calls them highlights. Okay. Because he, he means it's like a of term for gratitude. No, basically, like I look back and go, the highlight of my day was this, and you got, you're yeah. giving gratitude and thanks for what happened. Well, that could be. This this thing seems like it's... Yeah, it's, it's not always cleaning so. the garage, because he gives other examples of fun things, like uh, going on a food tour with his wife. That was his highlight for his Saturday. Or Food tour. Um, well, yeah, who is this yeah. guy? Or, <laughs> okay, or else okay. there's this I, one. He's working, a rich millennial. <laughs> working, on his, uh, working on his old, restoring his old sailboat so they yeah. could sail around, around the world. Uh, right. around the world. Right. And they took six months off, so right? And then they're going to take going. another six yeah. months so off. Losing, he's losing credibility here, in <laughs> so, my opinion. Very quickly. <laughs> no, but you know what? He had, he had some really but, good points that I think it, that okay. as, as Christians... I'll shut up and you can get to those. Well, <laughs> as, as Christians, we can put our spin on those, though. because Because I think they were solid points. But I, I was going to try to pick Nick's brain um, because, Nick, you are a millennial. Um, and you are a millennial. No, <laughs> I have a millennial. Too. I mean, so actually, I, Ryan's a millennial. Yeah. So um, just to let you know about our setup here. So we, we have, the guys are surrounding the table right now. And we actually have four microphones and we have five guys. We have four micro, microphones because that's all our system will handle. So you should see the microphone that's between Nick and Ryan. It's on a tall stand that swivels. <laughs> And they take turns and they swivel it back and forth in front of each other. <laughs> but anyway, Nick, I um, I want because you you kind of work in a unique environment. You work you work at a university. I do. And we're talking about um, these millennials or what are, what are they now? What would be the high school? I mean, the college age kids now. What is it? Is it millennials? I don't, I don't. <laughs> hey, dude, you better take that back. They're my listeners. I know. <laughs> so this idea of this of making a highlight for your day, or 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 living life with a purpose, or how we have these distractions in our life. How do you see that in in the current young adults of today? Oh man, it's everywhere. It's. It, I, I feel like I'm kind of in an interesting place with it because. Um, see all my these athletes and students that I, I athletes that I work with students that I teach um, and they're constantly bombarding themselves with all, all this technology and using all these apps and yeah there, it seems like there's no no way around it it's almost like you got to meet them halfway a little bit and so I in one way I do I, I put a lot of our workouts on um, Google Sheets and Google Docs so they have it on their phone and that at least helps them stay focused on the task at hand in a way that's familiar to them right in the palm of their hand. Um, but I still struggle with that because I'm just kind of reinforcing the use the technology type of, type, type of thing that we have going on. And then I get frustrated because like one of our icebreakers was 
what's uh, the, the number one app that you use on your phone and stuff like that. So it becomes part of your identity too, something you're, you're going to share and, uh, um, and yeah, create a relationship with somebody else upon your like of an app or something like that. Uh, so I definitely get frustrated with that. But, you know, it's just so funny as you're talking, I'm thinking I, I interviewed a, a young girl today. She was a, she was a, a she's a nurse and I, I, I introduced myself and I brought her into this little office and we do peer interviewing. So there was two other people in there. And so I introduced her to one of the social workers, one of the other nurses and myself, and she had her phone in her hand. And as she was sitting down, she was actually finishing a text <laughs> as the interview was starting. And, oh, wow. and I just thought, what, what has happened? And she's actually a very nice lady. And I mm-hmm. think she's just desensitized mm-hmm. that that's yeah. not an appropriate mm-hmm. thing to do. When you said w- we should meet them where they're at or meet them halfway, that's a Mother Angelica um, kind of uh, a thought. She always she would always say we need to meet them where they're at mm-hmm. and then show them the love and light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you disregard some of these things because they're a nuisance or an annoyance, we're not meeting them where they're at right. at all. So we can't we can't establish that relationship mm-hmm. with them. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I, I feel like this kind of like the pot calling the kettle black for me i'm not gonna are you texting I, I, i'm not gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say all those millennials are always on their phone so much it's like well i struggle with it probably just as much as anyone else does who has a mm-hmm. smartphone right you know i had um I, I went to another meeting the other day and it was the ceo of the hospital where i work and we were going into the meeting and she said I just I just read something that was really really interesting and and she said I was reading this article and it was about being a hundred percent present to those around you and she said when you take your phone even if you're not looking at your phone but if you have your phone in your hand she said you're not a hundred percent present to the people around you the message that you're giving other people is Yes, I'm present unless this phone goes off mm-hmm. or there's something that happens with this phone. So she said, I purposely left my phone in my office so I could come to this meeting so I could be 100% present. I loved that idea. So I did the same thing the next day. And it only lasted about a day. And then someone finally tracked me down and said, I've been trying to call you for hours. Where's your phone? <laughs> so we can't, in a lot of ways, we can't do it in the society because there's expectations that we're connected, especially with yeah. our bosses and things like that. But it's true. Are we ever really 100% present to other people around us when, we, when we're connected? I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think thoughts? he brings up some really good points in this, in this talk where he talks about um, you know, making time or setting setting aside time in the day for for different tasks. So whether it's if you find that email is kind of like a time suck for you, like if you if you have that in front of you all the time and that just kind of interrupts like everything you do, then you should probably relegate that to maybe you know certain periods of the day or maybe like the beginning of the day, end of the day, uh, instead of having it up in front of you all day long. Because didn't he use yeah. an example that he removed the email off of his phone? Yeah. He removed Facebook off of his phone. Yeah. He rationalized that Facebook maybe is still good in some regards because you can connect with certain people and you can share pictures and things, but there was no reason to have it on the phone. Right. Yeah. And he referred to that. Ryan, what was what was the term he was using? Yeah, he 
this is is one of the most interesting parts of the podcast for me was he uses this term called infinity pools and he says that um basically things like email youtube social media those uh those would be considered infinity pools because they're sources of like infinitely replenishing content you can be on there all day and you still won't see everything on there and if you're you can and then you can go on there tomorrow and see 100 percent new content and still not get to the end of it and you can do that for your entire life um uh, netflix is another example you can you know you can watch netflix all day every day and they're putting new shows on as we speak so you'll never get to the end of it i think i have watched everything on netflix no (laughs) (laughs) and what what the takeaway for me was is that um uh, you know, I had written down, you know, these in, infinity pools, um, they start becoming kind of the default behaviors that we have. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, so instead of, instead of going to the healthy stuff that we should be going to, we go to these first, or we're always kind of checking Facebook or Instagram or something like that for this new content. Oh, did anybody, you know, update mm-hmm. something? Um, you know, so I, I see this in my children all the time that it's kind of like they're constantly checking their phone to see, is there something new? Is there something new? Is there something new? Is it a habit or is it something else that's driving that, you think? Yeah, I keep staring at this piece of paper in front of me and it says, create a sense of purpose with your time. And that's really where I find myself struggling with all this is like when my day doesn't have anything to do with anything, the phone pops out. And I think that's kind of what I was getting at with my, my athletes too is I'm looking at their day going, what did you accomplish today? Did you, what was the meaning of today other than sending Snapchats and, and that sort of thing, which I, I mean, not going to um, think negatively on socializing, but, but still, if it's, it's not really producing anything for the day. So that's what my mind went to. It's just, yeah, is there a sense of purpose for that day? And I think right. that's, that's at the source of a lot of it. And as, a, as yeah. a Christian, too, I, I, I always try to think, what did I do today that was purposeful in the sense that I, I grew closer to God or I, I desired to grow closer? Or what did I do for that relationship? And, and often I, I can't think of anything. Hopefully that's not all the time, but, but sometimes that happens. But, but then I think it creates the desire to want to do better the next day. But... Um, I don't know. That was just a thought that came into my mind. Yeah. Well, that you're you're exhibiting a behavior that he that he says is important. Uh, it's probably the most important part of his whole method, which is reflection. Mm-hmm. So it's, you can maybe cons- examination. Of yeah. It, it reminded me of like the examine. You know, at the end of the day. Um, but he says it's this whole. You'll you won't succeed at anything, at changing any of your behaviors or reclaiming any of your time if you don't set time aside every day to reflect on how um how you're spending your time what what this where you're deriving your purpose from whether you are living purposefully that day um so you've got to set aside time to actually think about that so yeah it reminded me of as christians setting aside time to examine our conscience to to uh to think about whether or not we're Living, we've lived a Christian life that day because that's the foundation. That's really one of the foundations of a, of a Catholic life. Yeah. yeah, is that that examination of conscience to see how God 
has has been involved in your life that day, right? John, you had a thought. Yeah, right? um, I, one of one of the parallels that I saw when I was listening to this podcast were, um, you know, different saints and and how they've lived their lives through examples, like the writings of Mother Teresa, for example. And uh, um, I, I think those sometimes uh, I think a person might look at. Uh, maybe the writings of, of Mother Teresa, for example, and using that as a method to live their life, right? Um, and somebody might look at that and model and say, oh, well, that's the religious way of living your life. But that applies so well to actually how you you apply, you know, how you really live your life, just like this here, too. So this is a secular way of, of approach, but, um, you know, a theological approach from one of the church fathers, for example, I mean, that is equal as, uh, as effective, if not more so. And, you know, depending on what your goals are, obviously. But um, so anyway, I was praying my liturgy, the hours um, before you guys came over for evening prayer tonight. And um, during evening prayer, the re- there was a reading um, embedded in this and it was from james um can i just share this paragraph with you guys real quick because i think it's kind of pertinent to uh what we're talking about and really trying to find direction in our life and and uh, saint james says keep this in mind dear brothers let every man be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger for a man's anger does not fulfill god's justice strip away all that is filthy every vicious excess humbly welcome the word that has taken root in you with its power to save you act on this word if all you do is listen to it you are deceiving yourselves a man who listens to god's word but does not put it into practice is like a man who looks into a mirror at the face he was born with he looks at himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. There is, on the other hand, the man who peers into freedom's ideal law and abides by it. He is no forgetful listener, but one who carries out the law in practice. Blessed will this man be in whatever he does. Any thoughts about that, you guys? It reminds me of a... uh, illustration I, I saw one guy do where he read that verse where it says it reminds me of a, it's like a, of, of a man who looks in the mirror and you know doesn't turns away and doesn't rem- remember what he looked like and, and so to illustrate that he he like put some cheese whiz on his face <laughs> and then looked in the mirror and was like oh wow look at that and then he went like the rest of class with that on his face so that's what I just brought back that memory. St. James reminds you of Cheese Whiz. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's what I took away from that. I, I bet the majority of people who are listening to this right now, was were, they were thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. You know what? But doesn't that really have to do with reflecting upon our life and looking at ourselves? I, I took it as looking at ourselves the way that God would maybe look at us 
and what He desires for us and what He is calling us to be. And to keep, um, in the talk, the podcast I was listening to, it talked about having kind of a laser focus. And I was thinking to, to have that embedded in our mind on really who I was created to be, who God wants me to be, and to always keep my focus on that. Not to have glimpses of it and then walk away and forget about it and live the life that I want to live with losing that focus. I don't know, that was a thought. Yeah, my wife and I, it reminds me of, my wife and I were like, we would try to, years ago, we would help people try and get their budget in order, their money in order. And you would get so much resistance because people would be like, I don't want to have a budget. I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, why not? It's like, because I want to spend money on the things I want to spend money on. I want to go buy this. I want to go buy that. And like, that's fine. Just make a budget for that. You know, and it's kind of like, I don't want to be laser focused. I want to have time to relax and watch Netflix and be on my phone and it is, well, that's fine. Put that in your schedule, right? You know, it's like you want to like, that, that's, that's fulfilling to you. You want to do that? Well, put it in your schedule. Is it because they don't want to be accountable even to themselves? Accountable to a plan or to themselves? Or they just want to be free and lie? I don't know. I, I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. Well, apparently the guy who wrote this article is kind of ironic here because he seems to have two hours to clean his garage. He's got... He's got a Saturday to go to some food show or something like that. I mean, what is up with this? Six months off to go. Well, but you know, I didn't hear anything about kids. I didn't hear anything about faith or God unless I missed it in there. Maybe that wasn't the purpose of the talk. So really what, although he had some good points, what is the, what would be the purpose of his life? I wonder. That'd be a great question. Mm, Yeah. 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 I don't know. Any other thoughts, you guys, about... um, some of the things I'm looking at your notes here and what, I what didn't about, listen to it. And, what, but the, go ahead. Well, there's just so much, so many good things on here that we haven't even touched on that I would love to know more about. I would say to all of our listeners, go to the art of, art of manliness and check out podcast episode 450, because there's a re- lot of really good stuff in here. You know, develop skills and behaviors. What really brings joy and happiness it talks about flexibility, forgiveness, trusting God, um, enjoying what isn't planned, make a to-do list, uh, what creates great moments in your life. Let, I mean, let's explore that one a little bit, yeah. you guys. What, think about your life, maybe, and um, what, you know, think about your life, think about great moments in your life. What creates a great moment? What, is it is it similar for all of us? Is it different for all of us? What are what are some of the a- aspects of a great moment? What do you think that is, you you guys? Family. And what about that, Mike? What what makes that a great moment or contributes to great moments? It's because that's what on your if you think about I, I think about things in terms of when I when I posed with these questions, I was reminded of the person on their deathbed and what they might regret in their life. And it's always, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Right. I wish I would have invested more in my kids and my wife, hung out with my brothers and sisters more, you know, uh, told my parents I loved them more. That's what matters. You know, I, I have five brothers, and they're all in California, and, and we're in Idaho right now. And we try to get together at least um, Christmas every year. 
And looking back on that, um, many of those Christmas um, times, um, we get together and you kind of forget about the love that you have of your siblings and kind of their uniqueness. And looking back, those are for me are some of the great moments. And I think it's in line with what you're saying. Um, it's it's not really a, a tangible physical thing more than just a feeling or maybe a moment in time that there's just something special about certain moments in time and um, I don't know I just cherish those and and I don't know that they come that often either but there's just something special about those that makes it a great moment what about your other guys Do you have any thoughts about great moments or what comes to mind when you think of great moments I think for me also this um, you know, the sense of uh, what I admired about about this too was the sense that uh, time is valuable and putting away these things that really don't matter these time sucks these uh, you know infinity pools um, that make an excuse to make what matters be the priority. Um, you know, anything else that's not one of those priorities and is, is an obstacle and avoid it, purposefully avoid it. Is it really that necessary uh, for your existence? You know, uh, you might challenge yourself of like, can I really go without this app on my phone? Or do I really need to become a member of Facebook? You know, do I really need to participate or can I go without and uh, maybe put something else in its place? I, I think for most of us, especially in the society that we're in now, we 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 have a certain amount of time and we, we fill that time. It's full for all of us. But what are we choosing to fill it with? Right. And then exactly. if we have these other desires in our life to grow closer to God or to feel happier, to feel more joyful in our life, we almost have to empty some of that bucket to be able to fill it with those other things. But I think sometimes those things that we use to fill that bucket are hard to get rid of. How many people are addicted to social media or addicted to a lot of these things in our life? They're, they're desiring something else, but they're not willing to give anything else up. So there's no room to fill it up. Well, what, what are we asked? What are we asked to give away? We're asked to, to fill ourselves with grace receive the grace from God and then we're to give it away you know and so what are we giving away what are we what are we uh, you know bringing into ourselves and you know what are we filling ourselves with are we filling it with the grace of God and then giving it away or you know so we have just about a minute left and uh, what's some great words of wisdom that we'd like to maybe uh send some of our listeners off in regards to this talk. What was the theme of this talk, you guys? <laughs> Make time for God and your family. So if there was one thing that we'd want to pass on, what do you think it would be, you guys? Spend two hours cleaning your garage <laughs> and then sail around the world. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I think we got it. Track your time for two weeks and see where you blow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I think the reflection. Yeah, the daily reflection. reflection. Yeah. on our day yeah. and who we are. And to kind of keep our focus and view on our face, the face that God sees in us. 
and to try to develop that and strive really to be who God wants us to be. Well, thank you all for listening. We look forward to uh, spending some time with you next week. I hope your day is wonderful. I hope you have a great week. And I pray and hope that God will always keep you. Goodbye from the Idaho Catholic Podcast crew.